Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Let Me Touch You Podcast, Season 3, This Is Me. You're now entering a judgment-free zone where your hosts discuss any and every topic, but make sure to give you some motivational advice to go with it once you're done listening. Now allow me to introduce your host, the HBIC, Barbie. Hey guys, how you doing? Welcome to Let Me Touch You Podcast. I am your host, Barbie. I will no longer be using Barbara. For season three, it's just Barbie. So today, I have a very special guest with me. I'm going to let you introduce yourself, Mr. Podcast. Hola, everyone. Um, I go by Juice. Some call me Sway from the Chilling with Juice podcast. Um, and this has been a long time coming. It's been it's been a lot of reschedules. It's been a lot of um, yeah schedule hiccups, but we're here now. Yeah, I was hoping to get this episode on season two, but it's okay. As long Sorry. as we get it done, it gets better, better late than never. Exactly. Um, as most of you know, last season I created an episode um, titled Raising a Child of the Opposite Sex. And on that episode, I asked you guys to go listen to Juice episode. I think it was episode 85. Yeah. Can Raise Who? And the reason why I asked you to go listen to it because we were gonna touch base on both of our episodes and you know take it from there. Mm-hmm. But hopefully you guys listened. If you didn't, don't keep listening here, listening on this episode. Make sure you catch my episode and his, and then come back so you can understand a little bit of everything. So I just want to like cover be- bits and pieces of what we both said on our episodes. Okay. Um, so it was basically. We each had our own opinions. Our mm-hmm. listeners had their own opinions mm-hmm. about how we feel about raising a child of the opposite sex. Right. Me being a single mom of four, I have three boys and a daughter. I feel it's doable. Of course, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's extra hard. Mm-hmm. But it's something I feel it's been doable for me. Right. Um, You have a daughter and a son, correct? Yes. Okay, so... But you have a good co-parenting situation with your significant other, do you? It 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 has gotten better over 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 time. Okay. So if in the event you felt you were a single dad of just your daughter, is there anything you feel that you couldn't do that her mom could do? Uh, all the woman things. Um like tampons, menstruals, um, mm-hmm. sex, um, the female attitude at that particular age because she is she'll be 16 this year right okay and that attitude is but boys are the same i have a 16 year old son and his attitude is ridiculous but 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 see it's but see you that's i think a a boy's attitude towards his mom is like it it it, it, it compares Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying um because i know when i was a teenager my attitude towards my mom was really 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 shitty i don't know why yeah, we ready to punch him in his mouth all the time. Yeah, testosterone, all of those things. It was it was like a a, a chess match. It was a battle. 
Yeah. You know, I, I was trying to establish my male dominance in a female household. And it's really not easy to do that. Yeah, it's not. But not when it comes to the whole tampon thing, half of us females, depending on how our parents are, like my mom was very, she didn't really talk to us about everything. My mm. mom only had girls, there's five girls. Mm. So basically the things that I learned, I either learned from watching what my sisters went through or my friends. Mm. I really didn't learn it from my mom. Like the sex talk, I didn't get it from my mom. Mm. Um, basically at school, I remember being in high school, the only virgin out of the group. Mm. And they'll be talking about, oh, when you kiss a guy, you gotta do this. I remember my first kiss, I'm kiss trying to kiss the guy and replaying all the things my oh, friend was saying in my head. So the tampons things, like pick the box says it. You can I mean, it does, but, but coming, being a, a human who has never used or even went into that aisle of the store, because I have no reason there unless I'm dating a woman, it's, it's, it, a lot of it is probably overthinking. Yeah, I think so. A lot of it is overthinking. Um, I have purchased tampons for my daughter because I'm, I'm, I'm just going to do it. I'll, I'll, you know, whatever. I'll get over whatever fear it is. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll do that. Um, I am, I am really proud of her. She, she is comfortable with coming to me with virtually anything. That's I'm the, I'm the parent that is more of the, um, I'm more understanding, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, her mom isn't really understanding. She's, you know, she, she's kind of ready to, you know, go off whenever she hears something she doesn't like yeah so and 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 i get that i get that but um initially yeah it's just i think i think a lot of it is overthinking when it comes to men and, and daughters yeah you guys don't want to probably give the wrong information and things like and vice versa with us it's scary for us like um my boys they're 16 and 12. Mm -hmm. So I'm one of those moms that while they're sleeping, I go through their phone. Oh no! I check, but I don't say anything. You know, because well, I don't want them. It, to... Does that make it any better? Yeah, I I need to know what's going on. Okay. So I don't say anything, but I like I'll throw out little hints here and there. Well, my 16 year old, I don't go through it anymore because he's 16. Mm -hmm. So now that he's 16, he was able to change his password. I don't know it. You have your privacy. Mm -hmm. Right. And a 12 year old, no, there's no privacy. Okay. Um, and like they ha they both well, my 12 year old has a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So yesterday I was asking him basic questions. I was like, you know, Jomar, um, do you know her favorite color? Like the dating game. How is it now? Like I remember being younger. I wasn't dating that young, first of all. I started dating when I was 16. Right. But they're boys, it's gonna happen. I'm one of those parents that I'm realistic. I'm mm -hmm. not going to see here and tell them they can't have girlfriends. They don't go nowhere. It's just something on the phone. So it's mm -hmm. okay. Um, so I'm like, you know, do you ask her her favorite color? Do you know what she likes? Because the girl's birthday is coming up. Do mm -hmm. you know if she eats fruits, what she's allergic to? You know, I'll buy some edible arrangements. We'll have it mailed to her. And he's looking at me. He's like, you really do that? I was like, yeah. So you know how long I've been waiting for you guys to get to age where you're dating? I was like, I'm going to be that cool mother-in-law. Mm -hmm. where I'm going to be doing these things. I'll tell you, you know, what us females like, what we don't like and things. And like, he was smiling, like he was weirded out, but I could tell he felt good. Yeah, it's a, it's that right there is a sign of relief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a sign of relief. 
Because he was like, I thought you was going to freak out. I was like, no. Then he comes and he tells me, he was like, well, this is not my first girlfriend. I had other girlfriends before and I never told you. I was like, really? And in my head, I'm like, if you only knew, I already saw it on your phone, but okay. Well, really? But see, you have you have him in a place where he's comfortable. Yeah. And that's good. Mm-hmm. That's, that's now, really good. It's because I didn't have that with my parents. And I think also depending on what you did or didn't have with your parents, you try to do the opposite depending how it affected you. Oh yeah, because me, me, my, my 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 mother was a single a single parent. My dad would come in in and out whenever he felt like it, so he was really absent. Mm-hmm. So the moment I had kids, if if nothing else, that was going to be one thing that I would never do would just not be there. Yeah. No matter what it is, no matter what difficulties me and your mom may face, I will forever be there. Mm-hmm. Because I saw what it was like not to have that. Were you one of those dads that were there from the beginning? Absolutely. Or you waited till they got a little older and became more consistent? No. Day one. In the beginning, it was... The Straight reason out. why I asked that, because it's crazy. Um, my, my boys have one dad. Twins have a different dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so the boys that I remember when I came out pregnant with my first son, like, you know, he cried to me. And he was like, you know, I'm always going to be there. His dad wasn't really present mm. in his life. His dad was very inconsistent. Mm. His dad would always pick up his older brother, wouldn't pick him up much because he used to get car sick and his dad didn't really want to deal with that. So he was like, I know how it felt to go through that. So I would never put my kids through that. Right. And then once we had kids at a young age, my, I was 19 when I had my first son. Mm. So when I had my first son, like, you know, the first couple of months were good. Then afterwards, it was like, you know, he wanted to be a teenager. Mm. And he wasn't as consistent as he said he would be. And I would hope for him to be. And in the beginning, I used to, like, try to force him to be the man he wasn't ready to be. Mm -hmm. And all I did was push him away even more. And he would constantly tell me, you know, you can't force me to be the man I'm not ready to be. Mm -hmm. And... It sucked, but realistically, you know, us females, we have to realize that sometimes we have kids with someone and we hope and pray that they'll be a certain way. But if they're not ready to be a father full time, because I call it full time and part time dads, mm-hmm. if they're not ready to be a full time dad, you can't force them because they're not going to have the bond that they should have, the healthy relationship they should have with the kids because it's forced right. upon it's them. It's forced. Yeah, it's forced. So it's, it's, not, it's, it's not natural. It sucks. So he will always tell me, oh, well, he does this eat, sleep, and shit and cry. Like, I'm not missing out on anything. That used to bother the shit out of me. I know, I know it did. I know it did. And I would be the one that I would go to his mom's house and visit. Like, I made it my business to make sure he was around the baby all the Mm. time. And we were together. But of course, we were young, so we lived separately. Right. And it just, it sucks. It sucks that you have to go through that, but... Ladies, my message with all of that little thing right there is don't force them. And those, for men, those are growing pains too. Um, Yes. You're trying to find your identity and then whatever society tells you your identity is supposed to be now because you're a father. So it's a, it's a, it's a battle. It is. Mostly internal. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and as my son got older, he would want to spend more time with him. But my son is to the point where he can care less. Of course, he loves his father to death. I'm right. not one of those moms that I will never talk negative about his dad. 
Mm. Um, and I've never shared any of this with them. There's certain things kids don't have to know. Right. Um, but it's like he can care less if he's spending time with his father or not. And yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. But see, that's that's the adverse reaction to you know, like you know what I'm saying? Because it get, I, I believe I was at the I was at the age of maybe 16 yeah maybe 16 17 well I, I just i no longer care to apply that pressure mm-hmm. you know I mean? like that there, there was a time when i was younger than that where i did want my father to be there but you get to a point where it's like well it is what it is or, or it's not what it's not yeah me and their dad broke up when my oldest was four and i was pregnant with my second son from him mm-hmm. and in the beginning it was hard for my son like he used to cry because he used to look forward to when daddy came home, whenever he would hear the keys in the door, he would run to the door. Because at one time, at one point we moved in together. So he would hear the keys and he'll run to daddy. So he would look forward to those things. And then when it wasn't there, it was tough for him. So he was at an age where he remembers all that, that transition. So it stood with him. Right. It sucks. Okay, so my next thing is, is there anything you think that a woman cannot teach a man a boy you know when it comes to becoming a man Mm -hmm. you think there's anything we can't do that you can do better i won't say better i'll say different perfect Um, word that's a good choice yeah i'll say different the mom's role in the son's life is huge it's huge Mm -hmm. everything that you guys possess everything you guys can give and show it's very important, extremely important. And I feel like it can get that boy up until a certain point. And that point is good. Like everything in between where you start and that point is really, really good. Yeah, you but mentioned the last that, hump. What's that last hump that you were talking about? That that, that last hump could be um, self-identity. It could be um, sexual education. It could be... Um, manhood it could be it, 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 it could be a variety of things mm-hmm. you women, women can teach their sons how to be generally just a good person a good a, a good male but sometimes it may take a actual man to teach him how to you know what i'm saying to just 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 to fill in that gap not, not, to, not, not to say that y'all can't but there there is going to be a gap there it's going to be a gap there so you feel you had that gap yeah, yeah, I definitely had that gap. There, listen, there are a lot of things my mother taught me that I will forever use mm-hmm. until until the end of time. But who's who knows what else could have been taught to me in that gap if my father would have been there? You never know. You 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 just you never, never know. know. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel it doesn't matter. You know the sex that the lessons are coming from. Okay, lessons are okay. Lessons. So, so, so for a daughter mm-hmm. who is going to be raised by just her father, now he can be as emotional, as slightly feminine as he wants to be, but having that woman there to display whatever is in that gap, that may be that that's that hump that I'm talking about. Whatever it is, 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 is to display, is to see it. She could see it from her friends. You could, you, and, and and that is true. You can see it from your friends, mm-hmm. which isn't a bad thing to see. But I always, a, a, old, a old man told me this. Um, 
that male and female dogs, and I'm not comparing humans to dogs, but male and female <laughs> dogs, when a female dog goes to pee, she squats. So when a male dog naturally it just it, it just squats, but when he sees another male lift lift his hind leg up, that's you know what I'm saying. It teaches him that, and that's what he does. So that's why I'm, I have a dog, and he squats. Is he a, is he a boy? Yeah. See, see, I'm telling you. So he doesn't. Once, once that dog will see another male dog lift his hind leg up, then he'll do it. That's the hump. I don't get it, but okay, I respect what you're trying to say. <laughs> what you're trying to say, because I feel uh-huh. I don't. Every like like I always say, everybody um has different skills when it comes to being a parent. Right. Um, one thing that I am is I'm very strong when it comes to my kids. And with my daughter, I treat her the same way I treat the boys. The same way I talk to the boys, I talk to her. I don't talk to her in no soft way. Mm-hmm. You get the same tone that I, the boys get. Mm-hmm. Just because you're a girl, it's no different. So I don't treat them according to their sex. Right. I treat them all the same. Right. And the boys don't treat her like she's a little girl. Like, I feel sorry for whoever she messes with in the future. <laughs> Like she's a tough cookie. She's gonna be just like me. Everybody says that she has my attitude, mm-hmm. and I feel sorry for them. And me, I have a strong character, and I was raised around nothing but females. My family consists of nothing but females. I never had that strong male dominant character in my life. Like my dad was in my life, but he wasn't consistently in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, he was always a phone call away. Um, if I needed anything, he was there, my birthdays and things like that. But I didn't have that bond I wish I would have had with him when I was young. Right. Now that bond, we got it when I got older mm-hmm. and it was amazing, but I still was missing all of that growing up, mm-hmm. you know, especially with school time. You see your friends, their moms and dads are at the graduation. For me, it was always my mom and my sisters You know, mm-hmm. I wish dad was there. I remember the only thing he was able to go to was um, my high school play. I was in a play called South Pacific and him and my mom went, that was like the biggest thing for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we prefer for both parents to be there, but if there's one parent that's not there, you know, the other parent has to do the best he or she yeah. can. Yeah, and, and trust me, that the, the best that that one parent does is greatly appreciated. Yeah. Trust me, it, 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 it really is. Ideally, we would love for both parents to be there, but humans are going to be humans and things are going to happen. And, and sometimes that is impossible. But even without both parents being in the household, both parents being present mm-hmm. is a great thing. One parent not being present. And unfortunately, typically it is the male, it is the father that's not, which I hate. And yes, it's crazy. That's something else, but if he is there in some form of a consistent, if, he, if he's there consistently, because that's the thing too, because he can come around once every two months and tell the kid something, but you're not even showing me that that's what you want me to do. You, like, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That parent has to be there. So to the single moms who do what they do, round of applause because it ain't easy raising a kid a boy a dog a chicken alone it's not easy raising nothing alone but it, it gets done and 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 i pray that because a lot of times when there isn't a the, the father isn't there it, it's an uncle 
it's a, a, a cousin, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, some some type of male role model there, which is good. And and just and, and just like like uh, you said for your son, um, you get to a certain age where it's just like, okay, well, whatever, you know what I'm saying? You just yeah. don't desire that anymore. Mm-hmm. Which, which is, is legitimately a thing. Yeah, and it sucks because sometimes you know, um, their father, like he has a closer bond to my twelve year old. They mm. both play ball, so and my twelve year old is more of that child that look for you more. Yeah. So he'll call his dad. Like the other day, he called him. He was like, "Dad, I haven't played ball in so long. I think I'm gaining weight. I need to start working out." So his mm. father loves that. Right. See, I've always taught both of them call daddy. I cannot force them to call daddy. Right. And also, if I feel that if daddy doesn't call you, you're not going to have that push to call him. Yeah, that's But something that has to come from both. Like, yeah. he always tries to argue with me and say, oh, you know, the boys don't call me. They're at an age where it has to come from, the, from them. He's like, yeah. oh, you never taught them. Yes, I did. But during that time, you were in your phase where, you know, you were living your life and... They probably kids get a vibe. They can yeah. they know when you know. And they, they have their own personalities too, and they can sense everything that's going on around them. Yeah. You know, some and and I, I may be using a bad phrase, but they they may not want to be like a bugaboo of some sort. You know. What yeah. I mean? So like they just yeah. continue on with their life, and if if dad reaches out to them, then dad reaches out to them. But life will unfortunately have to continue to go on, and you just gotta find a way to. Yeah, and still to this day, I still try to push my oldest. Like when he comes to pick up my 12 year old, I'm like, Joel, you don't want to go with daddy and Jomar? He'd be like, no, nah, I'm good. So, you know, I still try because yeah. I want him to have that bond because I know he misses it. Yeah. I know he craves it because there was a point where he was like, his attitude was crazy. Mm-hmm. And I took him to therapy and it boiled down to that. Yeah. Yeah. To him missing his father. Yeah. Now, now, now see, that that is a part of the gap. Checking, okay. checking that attitude, checking that testosterone, yeah. checking that ego. Mm-hmm. That's right in there, part of that gap. Yeah, so I do agree that you guys, of course, both parents are needed. Mm. And the absent parent sometimes doesn't see it, but it causes a huge impact. It does. So I have a question for you, because sometimes, you know, us women, we can be a little extra. <laughs> um, with my kid's father, right? Mm-hmm. You know they're very consistent with phone calls mm-hmm. am i wanting too much because i want them to see them more or should i be satisfied with at least that they're calling there's nothing wrong with wanting something i think it's once you try to force it and once you try to force it and then there's pushback from the other party and mm-hmm. you continue to force it i think that's when it potentially causes an issue but wanting something there's nothing wrong with wanting something because shit, I, I want a lot of things. Nothing wrong with it. Will I get it? Probably not. But it's nothing wrong with, you know, the actual wanting it. It's, it's once you receive the pushback and you are now, you're pushing back to the pushback. I think that's when it becomes a dilemma problem. Yeah, because I'll get that like, oh, at least I call them and they know that I'm a phone call away. Mm-hmm. I understand that, but I don't feel it's enough. Like, listen, I talk, I, I talk to my daughter four days a week. A lot of those times are because one, she probably wants something, she wants money or whatever. And you know what? I'll take whatever it is. Mm-hmm. If we can sit on the FaceTime, we can text, we can 
all these different emojis, which I really don't know any, I don't know what none of them mean, but she's teaching me and I, and, 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 and I'll take that. Um, do I want her, would I like her to call me more just, you know, other than asking for something? Sure. Yeah. But I get it. You know, she's a teenager. She, she got her own little life to live. She's, she's finding her own identity. She's living her, you know, finding herself. Yeah. You know I'm saying so I do understand that, but it's, I, I, I think right now it's more about a, accepting what's there, whether good or bad. And if it is bad, trying to find a way to approve on it. And if it's good, I mean, because e- even if it's good, you can still approve on something. But yeah, you, you kind you kind of have to take things for what they are, even if you don't necessarily care for what they are. Yeah, and I do tell the boys that don't call daddy only when you need something. Right. As a parent, you know, if it was the opposite way, and I was the absent parent, and they're only calling me for when they need something, I'll feel a certain type of way. Right. So what they do when they do want something, they'll come to me first. And if mm-hmm. I can't get it done, they'll ask daddy. Mm-hmm. Or if my oldest sees that he hasn't reached out to his father in over a week and he wants something, I'd be like, well, ask your father. He'd be like, nah, because I haven't called him in like a week. I'm not going to just call him for this. <laughs> so and now he knows because yeah. I put it in his head. Don't just call daddy when you need him because he's going to feel that's the only time you call him. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I don't want him to feel that way either. Right. You know, so it's tough. It's tough. But when it comes to the sex stuff i do talk to the boys about sex i've even taught them how to put on condoms i still haven't had the sex talk really never got the sex talk well i didn't get it either i got it in school (laughs) we did have sex education in school yeah back in our days but that's not where i learned i learned it from my peers yeah that's where i learned it from i learned i learned it from like i there's one thing that always stood in my head um i was in ninth grade and there was this um this 12th grade female who was pregnant mm-hmm. and i remember telling my not my ninth grade friends at that time yo i'm never having raw sex i remember <laughs> that i'm never having raw sex because look at this right here and now look at me yeah i remember my my high school they had a daycare center downstairs really yeah Wow. The basement right next to the library, there was a daycare center. Wow. It was like a norm. Wow. It's crazy, right? I've I've never heard of that. Really? Never heard of that. Yeah. They had a daycare downstairs. Well, you know what? There's a good thing in that too, because they did want the student to continue to go to school and finish. Yeah. So I I will say this, there's a silver line that never got out. Yeah. But with the STD thing, I taught when I was um, going to school for my medical assistant, I would study with the boys, especially when it came to STDs. Mm. And I would be extra with it. Look up disgusting pictures and yes. show them. Yes. And they'll be like, Ma, but why are you doing this to us? Because you need to know. You need to know. And I was like, you know, it'd be the girls that look the cleanest and the best that be out there doing crazy. No offense to the beautiful females out there. But it's usually the ones you least expect. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, you got to scare them. You got to scare them. And and another thing is, I tell them, you have twins, brothers and sisters. Twins run in the family. Do you want to have twins? You you should scare the frighten them. frighten them like you want you want to have two at the same time yep i tell them all the time you want to have twins like it can happen 
Yeah, it can happen. You can even have triplets because oh, it's like. Oh my God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was my fear. That's why I timed my tubes right after the twins. I said, my luck, I have three next time. Ooh. Shots out to you. It's not easy, but it's doable. It, it, it is doable and it With is. With some liquor. Uh, I, my liquor budget is ridiculous monthly, so trust me. I, I always have some Hennessy in the house. I'm, I'm trying to tell you something. Sometimes a, a shot to take it away. Yeah, it'll mm -hmm. ease me and it'll get it, it. It'll calm your nerves. Yep. Talking right. about drinking too. That's another conversation. How would you feel about having that conversation with your kids? Like with the whole drinking and smoking thing. Uh well, uh, my child came to me and expressed to me that she has tried both. Okay. Um, I, now that I had to, I really had to um, find it deep in me to find my relaxation because I, I wanted to, I wanted to, you know. Yeah. But I, I didn't want to scare her from not feeling comfortable with telling me these things. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I, I educated her the best way I know how about alcohol. Alcohol is a drug just like marijuana and cocaine and all these other things. Mm -hmm. um, Dad has experimented with uh, a, a marijuana. As you can see, I drink all the time. So she knows this. And her next question to me was, well, because officially, officially I'm not supposed to know she has been taking a drink. Mm -hmm. uh, she she would like to drink with me. I said, ma'am, I'm, I'm not going to pour you a drink with me. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just not. I'm just not. Not. Not what I try to do it in the streets where you won't I, know if some God forbid someone is putting something in her drink. I no. I don't want that either. Um, again, with her because I'm I'm extremely soft with her. Um, she is really my kryptonite. I really give in really easy when it comes to her. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's going to be a time because I've, I've done this with my nieces and, and, and my nephews. I've given them their first drink, so I'm not going to deprive her of that. But mm -hmm. I don't know. It just it, it hits different when it's yours. You know what I mean? I had my first drink with my dad. I oh, see. See, my first drink was, was with a bunch of a bunch of misfits out in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> we and the first time I went out to like a club type thing was with my parents. Mm. Um, out here, I don't know if they still do it, but this was years ago. I was 16, and there used to be a group of older people that would take a bus upstate somewhere, and it was like a, a big outdoor house, and there would be like a whole bunch of people from all over the place partying together. Mm. So, um, I used to always see my parents go, I used to be like, Oh, I want to go one day. My dad was like, you know, now since he's 16, next time we go, we'll take you. Mm -hmm. And we went and I remember him going to the liquor store and him coming back. He was like, look what I got you. I'm like, what? He bought me a little bottle of Remy Red. <laughs> and my mother was pissed. What are you doing? How are you going to introduce her to something? He was like, I'd rather her have her first drink with me and drink with me than drink in the streets with someone and she doesn't know what she's doing. She's going to be with us. She's going to try it regardless, so might as well be while she's with us. This is true. And sh I drank that whole bottle that night. <laughs> and I was loving it. I had a great time. I danced my ass off. It was amazing. He introduced me to something that I loved and I didn't even know I loved it. Not the drinking. Of course, we know I love drinking, right. but the whole dancing. After that, 
I wanted to go out dancing with them all the time. See, and, and see, that's somewhere in that gap right there. That's somewhere in that gap. No. That's somewhere in that gap. I'm telling you, man. My son, my oldest son, the other day, he was asking me. He was like, "Mom, how old are you?" I was like, "I'm 36." I said, "We're 20 years apart." I said, you know, when I was young, I, I would always say, oh, when Joel's 21, I could go clubbing with him. I'm still going to be young enough to go clubbing with you. He's like, yeah, no, that's not happening. <laughs> I was like, but I used to go out with my parents. He was like, yeah, no, you're not going over with me and my friends. <laughs> I would be that parent that want to go clubbing with my kids. And you know what? I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not, what when I do go out, I'm not the biggest dancer. I'm more of a laid back type i'm more of an observant type individual so i'm more of the protector of over whoever i'm with i am like that as well yeah so i can you know what you guys want to come out come on you go out and you know i'll just i'll just make sure i monitor everything yeah yeah when i so, first yeah. go somewhere that's what i do i sit there i observe scan the crowd to make sure it's good mm-hmm. and then i'll start the drinking and you know get yeah. comfortable but come not too comfortable where i don't know what's going on but I I would be that parent. I know it's hard, of course, mm-hmm. like if the boys ever, especially with the smoking part. So I know when it comes to that, it's harder, but I would be that parent to, if the boys tell me they want to try it, all right, buy something, we're going to try it together. Right, right. And you know, some might judge me for that, but I don't care. It's just the type of parent that I want to be. I want to be their parent. And also, I know people say it's not good to try to be your kid's friend, but you have to. At I, don't, some I, level. Don't, I don't see it. I don't see anything wrong with being a parent, whatever form of parenting you desire to do, and at and sprinkle a little friendship in there. Yeah, a little, not enough, not a, like you know, don't right. go overboard where they're talking to you like your son, fams, and this and that. No, you gotta have a good balance of both. Right. Because then there'll be the point like me. I my mom didn't know that I wasn't a virgin until I came to her telling her I was pregnant. Like, yeah. I was like, Ma, I gotta tell you something. She was like, Well, I was like, I'm not a virgin anymore. And she was like, Oh, really? Oh my God. She started crying. When she was like, When did it happen? Then I was like, Oh, and by the way, I'm pregnant. She was like, Oh my God. <laughs> you hit her with the twofer. So I don't want that from my kids. So that's why I try to do things a little more different. No, I understand. Trust me, I, I definitely don't want to get the you're about to be a pop pop. Yeah, I'm not ready for that. I don't, I don't, I'm no, I'm not gonna be ready for that at all. Yeah. The, the level of stress in which I will feel is going to be out of this world. Yeah, I even tell the kids like to be careful with girls who like to manipulate men and who would try to get um pregnant with you know from yeah. them on purpose to trap them. I talk to them about all of that stuff. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think those, I think those are awesome conversations to have because those are real life instances yeah especially my 12 year old that he wants to play for the nba i said listen when you go to college there's gonna be girls all over you i said because number one you're gonna be a basketball player and two i was like you's a cutie so they're gonna want to be with you and especially if you make it to the nba one of them chicks are gonna try to come out pregnant and trap you that's that meal ticket yep i was like so do not let it happen don't fall for it. He's like, Ma, you think I'm stupid? It's not about being stupid. When you fall in love, things change. They do change. Life happens. Unfortunately, life does happen. Life definitely, definitely happens. Okay, so my next question for you is, do you think um, people that have their mommy and daddy issues, does it 
move forward with them into whatever relationships they have with their lovers and their children yes if it's not tamed or dealt with absolutely okay you know and, and sometimes for real you don't know that you have mommy or daddy issues until you deal with someone in a relationship who may have a particular mommy or daddy issue and then it's all to reveal it to yourself have you ever dated someone that has daddy issues yes and it is um one of the biggest obstacles if you elect to continue on mm-hmm. there's a huge obstacle to overcome because nine times out of ten they don't even recognize it or see that they have that issue yeah what would be some of the signs of that issue um that you noticed um not wanting well i guess i want to classify this as abandonment um not wanting to be away from me or or, or whatever partner um um like controlling a say it again like a female that's extremely attached or something yeah yeah attachment issues um it's yeah i think i think a lot of it comes will fall under other under that attachment umbrella so i'm Not gonna read up i'm gonna read something that you. i posted the other day and it has to deal with this mm-hmm. so um the post went it says go ahead laugh at her call her needy call her pathetic and say she has daddy issues but know that when you laugh and say those words you are laughing at a four-year-old girl who woke up to find her daddy gone because he didn't love her enough you are laughing at a a sad face and a dial tone that never got connected you are laughing at a six-year-old who heard her best friend's dad call her his little princess and cried you are laughing at an eight-year-old checking the birthday post to find nothing You are laughing at a nine-year-old who doesn't know what to do when they make Father's Day cards at school. You are laughing at a child who had her heart broken by the one man who was supposed to love her forever. That's deep. That's deep. It's true. That's deep. That's deep. And that's 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 something you shouldn't. You you should never. You should you should never laugh at that. You should never take that lightly. Take that because that is, as a man who has dated women with father issues. Nine times out of ten, you probably will stay. You probably will continue the relationship. Mm-hmm. And then you will continue the relationship and you guys will have a kid. And then that that trauma is being passed down to your kid. And it hasn't been handled or settled in between her and you. And now it's six different people with six different traumas. And it's, it's just a bunch of stuff yep. that can really turn into a huge clusterfuck of shit. And now we have the cycle of well, the man doesn't want to be here in the house with his kid because his mom's feelings and emotions, and now he's absentee because he can't deal with. It's it's a cycle. It is. It's a cycle that we have to learn how to break some way somehow. That's yeah. why you know I asked you that question that I did about me earlier because you know sometimes you can want things or say things and not see how the other person sees it or feels about it, and sometimes it's best to get someone's opinion from the outside. Right. You know, me wanting that and him giving me his response, I'm probably looking at him like, you know, he's being a dick, but realistically, any other man would be like, you know, at least be satisfied that you have that. And I am that type of person that I'm satisfied that he does what he does. Right. 
um, because there can be there's situations where kids don't get anything from their father. They don't get a phone call. They don't get anything. So I'm extremely satisfied with that. Sure. You know, he's a phone call away. He's there financially for them all the time. If I need anything for them, or even there's been times where I've been in need of something and I'll call him and yeah. we're not together. We haven't been together for 12 years, but you know, he's just a phone yeah. call away. Yeah. It's just that, you know, I just wished he was a little more involved than yeah. he is now, but it could be worse, you know? Yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, since you've experienced females with daddy issues, is there anything different you would do with what you're doing with raising your daughter or you feel you're going around down the right path to make sure she doesn't have any type of issues you sound like you're a very involved father mm -hmm. but you know just because there's a little gap mm -hmm. i feel that sometimes girls well i'm not gonna say all girls i'm just gonna speak from my experience mm -hmm. um like i said earlier i wish my dad was there more and sometimes i can be needy and I wonder if I'm needy because I missed that from my father. Mm -hmm. So I usually try to give anybody advice that has a daughter and their dad is not around, like especially me with my daughter and her father. Mm -hmm. I tell him that her relationship with him can affect her relationship in the long run. Sure. I don't like that she he's inconsistent and she has to deal with that because then in the future, she's going to feel that if a man is inconsistent in her life, it's okay because daddy was that way. Right. So that's normal. Right. So is there anything that you would do different or that you would give any men advice on to do different? Um, I would say that as men, un, as men, you have to put a lot of your, you have to put a lot of your emotions and your your difficulties aside and the focus is the product that you created a lot of us do fall short in the consistency area um you just have to find a way to be more consistent you have to find a way i don't know i kind of i kind of look at myself in the mirror and ask myself would i want her to date an individual like me and that answer is no <laughs> um <laughs> what's wrong with the person you are um i have the tendency to be nonchalant i have the tendency to be passive um we hate with, that with all of things that i have and continually work on um but you know none, none of those things change overnight it's just it, you just have to be there where there here, there, you just have to be there regardless of whatever else is going on around you. I have a life of my own, but at any given time, any given moment, my kids call me, I will stop doing whatever. You just have to be able to do that. I get, you wanna have a life of your own, you wanna have your enjoyment and your pleasure, which you should, it should be a healthy balance, but that isn't life because life isn't perfect. Mm -hmm. You just have to be there. You, you just to have to look at the you have, you have to look at the bigger picture. Yeah. You just you, you you must look at the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is that second relationship that your daughter has. That first one is going to be a trial run. It's just going to be bad. It's going to be heartbreaking. That second one, you look at that and be like, I want her to see because mo most men were on our second leg anyway. 
right? We messed up the first relationship we had, or we, you know what I'm saying? We, the, the, the test trial for us was wrong. We fucked up really, really bad. And now we're on the right path. You want her to be on the person, with the person, or try to find an individual that's on his right path. You just, you just, you, God is hard. That's it. It's hard. It is. Yeah, it's hard. But consistency is everything. Um, do you think there's a difference between absent parent and inconsistent, or you feel it's, it falls under? No, I think I, I think I, I, I think they run alongside one another. You think one is worse than the other? No, I, I think I think both of them have equal 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 effects to whatever it is that they're doing. Either you're absent. You're going to have whatever consequences here. Mm-hmm. If you're absentee, I think those consequences are parallel. Okay, I think inconsistency would be is worse. Okay. Um, because like I said, because then a child becomes used to that inconsistency, and then, and when they grow up in life, someone who's in and out their life, they're okay with it. They're satisfied with just the minimum. Mm-hmm. And I've. I'm like, I've been like that. That's something that I've decided that I have to change. I was, when it comes to men, I was okay with just the bare minimum mm-hmm. because it's, you know, I was used to that inconsistency growing up when it came to my dad. And I've always was the type, I've always been the type where something is better than nothing, but no, now that I'm older and I don't want something over nothing, it's all right. or nothing. It's all or nothing. I'm tired of just receiving the bare minimum because, you know, at least I'm getting something. Right. So I'm going to make sure I install that in both my daughter and the boys mm-hmm. because, you know, the same way us females want consistency, the men do as well. Absolutely. It goes both ways. It's not just us females. You know, it's just us females, we are more emotional. So mm-hmm. we act more upon our emotions. You guys just fall back mm-hmm. sometimes where we'll be mm-hmm. more vocal about it. Mm-hmm. you guys observe sit back and be like all right it is what it is and you keep mm-hmm. it moving which you guys shouldn't be like that we shouldn't be we, we should not be but oh god women are just so like ah they just we, you guys bombard us with so many different emotions and which we're not used to dealing with because we weren't taught that it's hard to it's hard for us to compute it's hard it's hard for us to recognize that yeah yeah. So what are we supposed to do? Just sit back and wait it out? Like, I'm not going to say that, but as a mom with boys, it is important for you guys to teach us our emotional side, our feminine oh, side. Yeah. It's important for that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I am like that with the boys. It's extremely important because mm-hmm. for, for the... For for the boys who don't deal or, ha- or have an understanding about emotions, you get off into the world, you deal with an overly emotional woman, and you just don't know how, you, you can't understand it. Yeah, you don't I'm know an emotional you- wreck, so the boys are good. <laughs> 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 they see me cry, they see me break down, like they see me go, go through it all. Having my tantrums, throwing shit, breaking shit, so they've had their little experiences with me, so they know how it is. And the boys know when I wake up and I'm having one of my days, they're like, oh, you're not feeling good today. And I'm like, no, it's just one of those days. And they know to give me my space. They'll help a little more with the twins. So Mm -hmm. they're already connected on that emotional level with me. 
So I'm hoping when they get older, they'll be able to pick up these signs from whatever female they're with and know, okay, today's not a good day. Let me just leave her alone. Or you oh, know listen, what? listen, listen. I've been taught from a young whippersnapper that when today ain't one of those days, you stay yeah, away. Yep. You stay away. I've been taught. Mm-hmm. What, what, what Monica say? It's just one of those days. Yes. That a girl goes all alone. Yep. Yeah. They know. They they leave me in my room watching my law and order. All my sex. They know. Activity. They know. Yeah. Or you know what's crazy? They know when I'm watching a mafia movie. Yeah, she's she's having a horrible day. Yeah, leave alone. Whenever I'm like feeling down and out, you know how some girls go to chick flips. Nah, I throw on Scarface, Goodfellas, The Godfather. I'm ready to kill somebody. <laughs> but I feel that um, inconsistent parenting is worse. I've even gone to the point where I've told um, both my kids' fathers, well, all of my kids' fathers, it sounds like if I have a whole bunch of baby, baby daddies, my two baby daddies, that um, it's either they're going to be present or they're not. Mm. I don't want inconsistency. Mm. I, I can't do it. And if it comes to the point where I have to, like, keep the kids away from them for the, you know, to protect my kids feelings and emotions I would that mm. might sound selfish but I don't want my kids to go through anything emotionally just because their father doesn't know what they want or what they don't want that's understood so it's something that I cannot deal with that's understood um the inconsistency parenting you know it messes with the emotions and then like I said they think it's something that it normal and then I feel that as they get older history will repeat itself and they'll be that type of parent to their kids as well so I don't want them to be like oh you know dad was in and out of my life when I have my kid I can do the same because it's okay yeah like I said my 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 father for real he was whatever he would deal with every day I don't know I think the last time I I think the last time I had a conversation with my father was God, what I'm 34. Uh, Jesus Christ. It was mad long ago. Yeah, I was about to yeah. say, if you have to think that hard, it was Yeah, long it was, yeah, it was, it was mad long ago. And I mean, I get it. I, I I understand his personality now as an adult male, but back then I I, I didn't get it now. I now I don't have um I, now I don't have a desire. It doesn't matter now. If it happens, it happens, it don't, it don't, but it won't be. It won't be because I pursued anything. It'll be because it, it came to me. Yeah. So. I'm, my dad passed away 10 years ago. I miss having those conversations with him. Like I said, when I got older, our mm-hmm. bond became incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I came out pregnant with my first son, he was so mad at me. I went to go show him my sonogram picture. He kicked me out of his house. Mm-hmm. Get out. He didn't, talk to, he didn't talk to me until my baby shower that he surprised me. Mm-hmm. And then when I came out pregnant with my second son, he was like, well, what, having babies is what makes you happy. You have a whole bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> and then before, because um, he was diabetic, before he passed away, um, he, got, he, had a, he had a stroke and he ended up in a nursing home. And before like his dementia got the best of him, I remember he constantly would tell me, I want to see the kids and I would show him pictures and he'd be like, no, I want to see them in person on his birthday. I took them to see him Mm -hmm. and that 
night he had another stroke and a week later he passed mm-hmm. it was so you know and after that i was like damn i wish you know i would always say i wish i had a bond with him from beginning to end right because if our bond was amazing when i got older imagine if it was a bond from the beginning to end it would have been even 10 times better mm-hmm. so it's like you know but life happens Life and life. I'm grateful that he was there the times that he was there. Like you said, you know, whatever we do as parents, when the kids are young, they don't appreciate it. shit. Right. They don't know how to show that they appreciate it. But then when they become parents, they'll, you know, they see what it is. Right. And, you know, you live and you learn. You definitely live and you learn. So any closing out comments, statements you want to make before we leave? Any advice to our single parents out there, our absent parents? Um, fathers, men, be consistent in your kids' lives. If your daddy wasn't there, be there. If you got daughters, buy the tampons. Um, <laughs> just, just, just be there. That's it. Just. Just be there. That's it. Just be there. Yeah, just do the best you can do. There's no such thing as being a perfect parent. And, you know, we all try to be perfect, but there's no such thing. Perfection doesn't exist. Yeah. You learn as you go. Yeah, yeah. Trust me. And it, nine times out of ten, it is an uphill battle. Yeah. Look, I'm a mom of four, and with each of them, it was a different experience. But I'm learning more and more as... I keep going right now it's crazy because i'm going through three different phases going to the toddler phase the preteen mm. phase and the teen phase all at once like god bless your heart Tennessee. god bless and Hennessey. then i got a puppy god bless your heart i don't know what made me get a puppy but god bless you lord he's super needy but like i said yeah there's no such thing as being a perfect parent do the best you can do and for the single parents that are doing it on their own one advice that I can give you guys and it's based on what I've been through is don't try to overcompensate for the parent that's not there. You're not doing anything. You're not making things better. You're, if anything, you're making things worse. I did that for my oldest son. Um, and he is a spoiled brat. And he is very dependent on me. I love him to death, but I did any and everything for him because, you know, I felt bad that his dad wasn't around as I wanted him to be. Right. and it didn't help him out now that i'm trying to like get him to do his own thing it's a little hard for me he's like oh why well, you can't do it you always said it before right so don't overcompensate just because the other parent isn't there don't allow history to repeat itself just because you went through it doesn't mean it's okay for you to put your kids through it right the same feelings that you felt growing up don't let your kids feel that it's not fair to them. Just because you dealt with it and you grew up to be quote unquote okay doesn't mean everybody handles things differently. Yeah, everybody processes things differently. Yeah, some people use it as a crutch, like, oh, I'm like this because my mom or my dad, it wasn't in my life. And then some people will take it and make it into a positive. Yeah. Just because you were that person that took it and made it into a positive doesn't mean your kid is gonna be the same. Your kid will probably be that person to use it as a crutch for the right. rest of their life. Right. And it can ruin their future relationships with a lover or their kids so you know we don't want that those things to happen right um i took a quiz online i'm gonna share the website with you guys just in case you're one of those people that not sure who are suffering from abandonment issues Mm -hmm. so the website is www.marriage.com 
and the quiz is called abandonment issue quiz it's 10 questions i honestly thought i had abandonment issues i feel i have a little not a lot mm-hmm. but i took the quiz and i passed so i'm good it said i'm a normal human being <laughs> <laughs> so guys just take that quiz and it's never too late to get help whoever's dealing with those type of issues therapy is very 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 suggested it's good and even if you don't want to go through therapy speak to some someone you know one of your friends some someone you trust yeah someone that's not judgmental yeah that's so you know i always end out my episodes with a quote i found this online and wanted to share it's called healing from abandonment someone left my life and created a void they left for reasons of their own which i may never know but they did not leave because of me they did not leave because i was unlovable they did not leave because i was unworthy what one person has done does not dictate my worth. Just because one person left me does not mean they all will. I am worthy and lovable. I am a valuable, a valuable human being with much to give to this world. I will no longer let pain caused by the past actions of one person affect my self-image. I am here today to choose how I am to be. I am here today to choose what I believe about myself. I choose to believe I am worthy and lovable. With that being said, guys, don't let your past dictate your future. Mm-hmm. You are amazing. If you're dealing with abandonment issues, don't think that your parents love because of you. You know, there's a lot of times that things happen in their relationships that we don't know about growing up because like I said, kids don't have to know everything. You're not the reason. Don't live with that guilt. Like, oh, daddy or mommy left because of me. I'm not worthy. You are worthy. Don't let that ruin your future relationships and how you feel about yourself. Always love yourself. And if you ever need therapy, it's never too late. Too late to seek it. And there's nothing wrong with it. Mm-mm, nothing at all. Nothing at all. So, podcast poppy, let them know where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Chilling with Juice Pod. That's um, I'm sorry, that's I'm chilling. That's I M C H I I L I N J O O S E P O D. Um, I'm streaming on every streaming platform. So once you see the logo, you know where you at. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. That's where I really get my that's where I really get it off at. Uh I'm chilling. That's I M C H I I L I N. And um yeah, that's 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 I where I'm get, at. I got to get hip to the Twitter thing. I don't understand it yet. I'm telling you, Twitter is the best place for everything. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna have to take some Twitter classes or something. Come on, come you on, come on. Listen, I got I got a Twitter school right over here. I can help you. All right, so I'm gonna bother you about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me. It was a great conversation. Not a problem at all. And hopefully, we'll do it again in the future. Hey, listen, I'm coming to New York very, very soon. Really? Very, very soon. Well, let me know. We got to link up. Say less. And we'll do something again. Say less. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Stay safe and stay blessed. And I will see you next time. Make sure to go follow Juice. His content is amazing. You won't regret it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time out and tuning in to Let Me Touch You podcast. If you're not doing so already, make sure to follow Barbie on Instagram at let 
underscore me underscore touch underscore you on facebook at let me touch you podcast twitter at let me touch you three and youtube at let me touch you podcast make sure to subscribe review and tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in every saturday until next time stay safe and stay blessed